Épisode 1. Pierre Hardy, Creative Director for Hermès Jewelry. Hello, and thank you for your high fidelity. It is a pleasure to kick off this new season of podcast. We left the 24 Faubourg and its inhabitants behind, and we are now pursuing our quest with a new selection of dreamers. And today... I'm very happy to introduce you to a multi-talented Hermès collaborator, like an artistic Swiss knife. Not only did he manage to embellish our feet by creating fabulous shoes close to geometrical and architectural miracles, now he's reimagining jewelry with the same innovative talent. My question is, how does he do all this? Hello, Pierre Hardy. For Hermès, I'm designing all the shoes collection, men and women, and the jewelry and high jewelry collection. And in the process of designing those two collections, passing from the shoes to the jewelry, I noticed that um, the material was very important. Uh, for jewelry, for example, where the preciosity, the, the value and the, um, the quality of the, of the object in the end depends a lot of the material itself. One of my deepest dreams would be to create something that would be free uh, of, of the material itself and uh, not linked to the material. And now, what are you dreaming of? Uh, for the jewelry, for example, one of my dreams would be to to create a, a piece of jewelry that could be sort of non-material, uh, like a versatile, like a, a jewelry that could be floating or like floating stones, uh, not attached or fixed. Something like a, even the, the mounting was disappearing, would disappearing. A piece of jewelry where the, the stones could uh, like drop on the on the on the body by chance not in a fixed way not in the definitive way like tears for example you know like a, like the jewel could be on the body uh like a emanation of this body like manifestation of your feeling of your state of mind of uh, like signs from the from the inside that you could admire from the outside that would be a sort of a dream The starting point could be like a, a sort of a, a necklace, let's say a necklace or something on the, on the décolleté around the neck because it's one of the most strongest part of the body that you can show and where you can show your emotion. Yeah, like you, it becomes a little bit reddish when you have uh, some emotion or some pleasure or some shame sometime. Or, so it's, uh, you, it manifests a lot your inside, uh, inside state of mind. For that next place, I think I would, I would start from the stones because I noticed, for example, in the, in the collection process when I work on the, on the design, uh, the, one of the main uh, step is uh, the choice of the stones and uh, uh, I have to choose them and to look at them independently from the mounting and from the, the shape of the final jewelry. And each time I'm so amazed and surprised by the beauty of those stones 
alone by themselves before becoming a piece of jewelry. And I would love to keep and to preserve this magic moment when the stones are together. You can put them side by side and they compose a drawing or a, a pattern, but with no mounting, with no metal. And it's it would be a dream to to succeed to and to achieve this this type of object without uh, with that would keep this fluidity that there is in the in this moment and and it, a jewelry that could adapt to uh, movement uh, adapt to the body uh, and adapt once again maybe to the state of mind or the feeling of the the person who's wearing it it could sound a little bit like sci-fi but i think now we We're in the beginning of controlling some function that could be integrated to the body, like a temperature, uh, the localization, or things like that. I know it sounds a little bit like an Avatar movie, but uh, once we had achieved to control all this type of technology with the body, I think we could pass at the next step and touch the aesthetic way of using this uh, this technology so maybe jewelry could be a good uh, a good place to to use it i hope maybe in that in the future it, the beauty that we could find and, and read from a, a, what we call we can call jewelry would come from something different maybe from the capacity of uh, being adjusted to the body in a different way or is is ability to change shape or the ability of the stone to regroup themselves and to combine them, them in a different way, but not only in a, in a fixed uh, way, not, not only in a one definitive and only shape. I think the movement, the fluidity is, pro and, and maybe we can call the non-materiality, maybe will be a new notion of uh, and the aesthetic uh, vision we can have. When you when you appreciate uh, a dance show, it's you, you look at the dance. You don't look at the body. You don't look at the floor. You're just admiring uh, what is non-material. And uh, maybe I have this dream that uh, the tool could be touch this type of beauty. At Hermes, it's true we are dealing with the with the material itself, and we try to treat it as carefully, as preciously, as precisely as possible, and uh, trying to overpass the materiality. And I think this, uh, what I'm dreaming would be the ultimate step of, uh, <laughs> of the material, making things that it's almost not there. Um, also, I think the, the, the beauty of, the, of a dream is to be not materialized. And this non-materialized is exactly the material of the beauty itself. Oh my, what a fascinating idea, those spontaneous jewels. Even if I personally fear that considering the way I'm running all over the place, the only pearls I will create will be pearls of... Sweat? Anyway, merci Pierre Hardy for sharing with us what is currently occupying such a creative mind. After shoes and jewels, I can't wait to discover where your next dream will take you. And take us. Le Monde d'Hermès. Mm -hmm.